Welcome to the Old Chats Pod with me, Amesh here. And me, James Factor. This podcast will tackle the taboo topic of mental health in a raw, honest and jovial way. We're two good mates who've met in London talking about their own mental health hiccups with some help from some special guests along the way. Welcome to episode 24. This is the Racism Chat. Here, Mesh speaks about how the racial abuse he received as a child was the catalyst for his mental health hiccups. Factor. Yeah, you good? Oh, so, yeah, good, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. I presume you've seen in the news this week, Factor, with the whole Simone Biles and Ben Stokes both like pulling out of cricket and obviously the Olympics is a massive thing like the fact that Simone Biles are pulling out due to her, her mental health yeah I saw um the Ben Stokes one I didn't see as much of but the I mean I, I read that didn't get as much coverage I don't think as the Simone Biles for whatever reason that is I don't know if that's if it's just me or you but I saw the yeah I saw Simone Biles one and obviously other athletes have come out previously and said mental health is the reason why they're pulling out of certain events so Osaka at the French Open doesn't want okay. said about the media didn't want to do it um, because of mental health and I think it's, first of all the thing to say is that it's great that there is just a platform now for that to be accepted and it might not be you know it, there's people out there who are going to comment on it no matter what but essentially the support outweighs the, the detractors and it's now an environment where anyone in that pressure situation can say they feel this way and, and get some understanding on it. Um, I saw Adriano actually uh, tweet Simone Biles as well. Uh, the Brazilian striker you know, from 2000 and whenever, just saying, you know, don't let people get you down. I completely understand it. Um, he kind of wishes he had that um, platform when he was playing to come out and speak about it. Now. So it's just, it's leading the way, I think, with, with, uh, with setting example. I think the one thing about it now is that we have this platform and this understanding that's there, I think, you know, it's something that an athlete can come and say. What I think maybe the next step should be or could be with someone like that, because they have such a huge following and young people are going to now, you know, engage with this and, and use that potentially in their own lives, which is great that they can say that. But mm. ultimately, it'd be great to then start to really build on the definition of that term a bit more and the context of what exactly is going on, because I think it's still a kind of, it's kind of a smokescreen element still to this whole issue. And I think that Simone Biles could, obviously right now she might not want to talk to anyone at all. She would want to be by herself and just focus on her. But maybe at some point in the future, whenever it is, if she came out and said, um, you know, this is actually what I was feeling at the time, you know, and go that step further. And, and really engage with the subject in a way that I think would be really helpful and healthy because we, we still have this kind of stigma around it. And as we've spoken about before, it can cover like a range of things. It's still such a, a broad term for something that is so nuanced and, and we're all learning, you know, as we go about what we're all going through. And I think she's in a position to, she could really help with this if she did then come out and say, exactly what what was going on you know what her sensations were in in her own head and if she feels like she can um that's my that's my one comment on it but i think it's a great step forward well how did you think about it 
Yeah, definitely. Look at you, Sam. Great, great step forward. But it's just he's proven those doubters wrong as well. So I think a lot of people. I think the side that's against, not against against mental health, but the side that kind of bring it up, bring it up, being like, oh, she's, she can't handle the pressure. Blah, blah. I think they're just scared that that people are going to keep doing this. But I don't think they realise that the same thing. It's an education thing. They don't realise the importance of yeah. mental health. Yeah, and they're scared of you know people who keep doing this. Like what what. What more is she going to, you know, she's already lost out on her, her gold medal hope. Yeah. Um, the argument is that she's using mental health when actually really she's just had a bad day at the office. If, if, you're, if you're playing devil's advocate, that's kind of what people are alluding to. And I guess that's maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. You know, we don't know. We're not we don't know what's going on. But essentially, I don't really I don't really care. It sounds bad. I don't really care that much whether it, it is quite partly true or entirely true or slightly it's to do with like a dip in performance and it's covering essentially it's taking the conversation further in a way that hasn't happened before and I think that's the thing people should focus on for now um and then it's a really interesting area because I, th- I read a, another article about one athlete came out and said you know this is the death of sport or something you know like a huge claim which is madness to think that and it's just you know oh is everyone going to start doing this well professional athletes are there to win competitions it's worse enough that she won't be able to do that so what's the you know ultimate um dip that can possibly happen from that you know it's not i think it outweighs the the benefits of the conversations we're having to be honest did you see that i didn't the ben stokes one i haven't heard about really much at all yeah that same sort of thing he just like he's been playing cricket intensely been in the bubble and he just said yeah he's stepping away from cricket he's not gonna play for any, he's not going to play any cricket for like an indefinite future. So I think that, yeah. Really? Yeah, but I think, I think, I think it's at least like a couple of months, maybe a month or so. But yeah, he, they haven't really given a time limit on it. But he's just, because he's been playing in that, the 100 and then, yeah, he's just stopped. Just said he's going to stop playing. With cricket, they've always had, there's always been a, a mental health yeah. problem with in cricket, hasn't it? With the, the time away that they have and being by themselves for yeah. so long, away from family. So. And I think the fact of during the pandemic, they're in a massive bubble as well. So like normally like the families could come visit them, but obviously not now. Yeah. I think, yeah, in fact, I think we mentioned it last week and off the back of all the, the racial abuse from the football, kind of happened again at the weekend with Lewis Hamilton after the Grand Prix. Um, and, I, and I said it before, but I just think this is quite a positive thing. In the sense of like racism has been a, in a like think about the race in the UK, uh, it's been about for years, but now the fact that someone says something, they get called out about it. And obviously, the good things about that after the Black Lives Matter thing, but even say if this happened like a couple of years ago, Lewis Hamilton's, your Sancho's, your Rashford Saka would still be getting yep. racial abuse, but they'd just nothing, nothing would happen. They'd just be blocking it and not really saying anything about it. So I still think it's a, it's a positive shift, which like anything's going to take time. Yeah, in the past, like you said, it's I haven't. I feel like I haven't been aware. Obviously, I've been aware that these comments will will be getting made somewhere, but they never come. They never get called out. Like they used now, they just get called out straight away. And there's so much more accountability, isn't there? To like the person gets identified, their office or their work gets informed about it. There's loads of petitions that have kind of gained traction. I know there's always petitions, but gained traction to have like people using racist abuse get banned from football for life and like that's a start. But it's like with anything, it's just, every, people talk about it, but you need action. 
And I know, like, even I watched some, some of the build during the Euros when I think Gabriel Clark ITV interviewed Raheem Sterling and he talked about it. And Raheem Sterling was just a bit like, I'm just, it wasn't like the way he said it, he wasn't like fed up. He was like, it's there, but he was unbelievable in like making it come to the forefront a couple of years ago. I think he was one of the great instigators and catalysts for it. But I think now he's a bit, not fed up, but he's kind of like, it's other people's turn to kind of lead that lead that race. Yeah, and not just, you know, people of colour either, which what it, seem, it seems to have been, I'm not saying actually it hasn't gone as far as it, it should do, but at least now I think there are more people, you know, not just the, not just the, the person who's getting the abuse, it's, it's anyone who yeah. spots it now is, is, is coming for having the confidence to come forward and call it out. And I don't know. Which I put, it maybe maybe didn't happen as much in the past. Obviously, these people that get racist abuse, sometimes some of the worst human beings, sometimes it's like, it depends on the environment they've been brought up in. Their environment creates their decisions and their decisions are probably based upon their values. And say, for example, like they've been in a house which have like, say if, say if their parents have been racist or something like that as an example, they probably don't, or they haven't had like, people of colour friends. They don't know anything different. And obviously they probably don't realise, it's, unedu- it's just being uneducated. And they don't realise like the harm they're doing. It's just it is massive things like an education. Don't get, like racism's a global a, a global pandemic. Like it's a global problem. Every country, and that's one thing that I think as a kid I've always been interested in that like, history, how certain races alienate another race depending on maybe their race or religion. So like Nazi Germany with the Jewish people, or African Americans in America. Like all those things have always really interested me because it's like what what gives one race superiority over anyone else? That's what's always really interested me, like the motives, like, like the motives behind Hitler and then obviously in Africa and it seemed like apartheid South Africa until like Mandela saved the day. But it's also I think it's found it so interesting. Like that's one thing that somebody can't change yet. So many people yeah. are so hostile to it. What to, to fighting it? Yeah, I think a bit of both, like maybe fighting it, but also those people of colour. Sometimes it's like, oh, they're taking away, they always think about they're taking away things rather than what they're giving. So, for example, like, like culturally, I look, I think like England's like one of the best, we're going to be biased, it's one of the best countries in the world, but like how much of like a melting pot we are, like so many different like races, religions, and I still think we're a lot more accommodating and a lot more westernised than a lot of other countries. But that's why, that's yeah. why I love this thing like, the racial abuse, yeah, it happens all over, but it's like we could be a leader like globally. If we kind of solve forget about other countries, if think about the UK, like if we start using as an example, other people will follow. Yeah, like we're in a position to really lead the way with Yeah, you. oh yeah, I agree. And I think I I know I've talked about it before, and we'll, this main episode will probably be about the racism that I like received, but i this is gonna be the hardest episode I think I've ever done, like with, with us here. And I think for me, this was kind of like a reason sometimes as well to have done this podcast. Like I've written about my mental health hiccups in the past and it's very, I find it quite tricky to talk about, but um, but like even when I've written stuff in the past, like I remember a friend of a friend interviewed me for the Metro just talking about the race abuse received as a kid. And like even some of the comments are like, oh, why do they, because I got it when I was like playing football and they were like, well, why, why did they just stop playing? It's like all these things everyone talks about where it's like you can't let the racist win. It's like that's that's exactly what they want. They're they're doing stuff to impact your life to stop you leading what you'd like to think is a normal life. Yeah, I was gonna just say then, yeah, what how 
from your from your experience then from your from your childhood how how has it affected your mental health now and in the past yeah i think it's probably worth backtracking probably worth starting off with like actually my background and stuff so i think so both my parents were indian like came over here when they were like teenagers um and then me and my brothers all born here but we were all born in uh like bradford of yorkshire did you ever hear about 2001 riots in bradford i don't think it got much publicity i didn't hear it was basically like a riot it was the riots in the center of bradford basically of like british asians versus like far right like white white groups it was like a race riot that i don't think got much publicized but because because no one died thankfully there's a few people who were like badly injured but the amount of like debris and the amount of damage they caused i remember i must have been about oh, older than like yeah 10 and then going to like there was like a mini garage bmw like a really nice street just full of garages like bmw mini there's a jaguar there and they'd all just been blown up like, all these like unreal cars just like blown up black like like shops were all looted like there's just so much damage in like the city center of bradford and i remember as a kid i was like wow you you remember you remember it clearly well yeah obviously so we we lived like half an hour from the city so like obviously we didn't we didn't see any of it but i remember we drove around as like a family and we like just saw the the aftermath and i remember seeing it and i was like why would why would anyone do that like why would you do it to where you live like and there's so much and i think kind of from that point or from before there's always been like quite hostile like race relations in like in Bradford all well, that's just all I kind of know like maybe like West Yorkshire to be fair like the, the times I've been out and stuff but it's pretty mad to think about that like, the two three times I've been out in Bradford I've got punched every time you think about it now and like obviously you can like laugh and stuff but it's like you don't really put two two together at a time when you're like 18 19 but I think from that age of being a kid from I don't know when you kind of like kind of understand what's going on maybe like back in the primary school, secondary school. So I was playing, I played for the local, like the village football team, like some of our best mates still from there. I was like the only Asian kid there. And I remember there was a couple of times where like, a couple of times I got like spat on, like parents always like giving you jeer. And I always remember there's one time where this kid, this kid like stamped on me. And I never, and I don't do it because the ref, don't because anyone, because quite often, like especially race and abuse, quite often it's just one person, one person. So it's like those things were happening, but I was like, I don't want to say anything because one, I don't want to cause a fuss, but also I don't think people would believe me. But I think that point where someone stamped on me made such a massive impact because I remember it, the, the ball went away, this guy like stamped on me, I told us to fuck off, go back to where he came from, whatever. And then fair play, the ref didn't see it, but I'll never forget after the game, the ref's dad was watching and he saw it all. He was like, mate, are you all right? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm fine. And he was just a bit like, you know what I mean? When, when someone else had actually seen it, I was like, shit, that actually did happen. And I think it's yeah. quite funny now when I speak to my mates now who I played football with, I think they kind of knew what was going on, but the same thing, they probably didn't know how to react. Like, that's why I think it'd be different now. If that happened now in the football team, like, I like to think even, even, the, even the white kids, are the, then like the parents and stuff, they're, they're going to know what to do because, because of all these like high-profile incidents. Like, my mates and my coach, like, I love them, like, they're all fucking great, but I don't, like I said, they don't know, they don't think they knew what to do. But I think, from that point, like, there's always that time, like, you obviously, you always want to fit in and all my, 80% of my, my male mates are like white, Caucasian, probably like 90% actually, but, um, and it's just kind of, not, not the old one out, but you kind of just begin to think like, when it keeps happening, it's like, shit, do they actually have a point? Because I think that, and that's, and that's something that I didn't realise until like last year, I think actually, doing my like, doing my like counselling and therapy, like my trauma therapy, it was really good out of the sense of, the therapist, she knew 
I sent her like my book and my article and like she knew my story because I talked about it and she knew where my like, mental health like, kind of came from. And then when I was like, oh, I think it might have been from like, my childhood experience of racism. And I'll, I'll never forget her face. She just like started nodding. And she was like, not like I fucking cracked with the Vinci code, but she was like, like you, you, you've got it. You've understood it now. Like the last few years, it's just like tying all the knots together and joining the dots, sorry. Um, but like, yeah, I remember there's there's one time after football, I remember like, it's weird because that was during, during like Michael Jackson was like one of the most famous musicians at that time. And like, because you see him as like being black and being white. Like as a kid, I was like, oh shit, like I could, I just thought like when I was older, I could just change change skin colour, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's weird, because I didn't know why Michael Jackson, why he changed that skin colour, or what the reason for, and I thought, like, oh, that could happen, like, oh, that's fine, like, in future years, I could, I could look like that, but obviously that's just being a kid and being naive, like, I didn't, probably, good job, I didn't end up like Michael Jackson, like, uh, it's tough, mate, it's, I don't know, I think now I'm, like, at a better place to actually understand it. The thing that I've always had in my mental health is, like, like not being good enough, like whether it's like a like a brother, a son, a colleague, a teammate, like a boyfriend, I've always just thought I'm not being good enough. And then my therapist was like, that's kind of come from like your childhood experiences. Cause then you just don't think, oh, you're not a good enough teammate if like that stuff's happened to you. And when it keeps happening, like it happened a lot when I was playing football. And that's why that's why I still love playing rugby, because it's only ever happened to me like a couple of times at rugby, not, not massively to say I've played it for how many years, how many years compared to football and obviously like, it's just that the whole like class divide thing to an extent because you, you get it all the time. Football, even like when you go to like sometimes you get to Bradford City games and stuff. They always there's always like the old chant of like like a town full of packages and stuff. They're always like there's always that like animosity in football versus rugby, and that's genuinely mate. That's probably one of the main reasons why I still play rugby. When did you start playing? How long after football did you did you think did you find rugby because of the how how bad you felt while playing football, or did you just play? I both? Play, I played both, so I was just. It's just because the school I went to I only did rugby. But I was playing, I'd play rugby on a Saturday, fo- football on a Sunday. So I did that up until I was, what, until I was uni, 18? Yeah. So I played football from yeah, 6 to 18, rugby from like 11 to 18. Um, they kind of both right. did hand to hand, but it was quite good to have that comparison in the sense of like, I don't know, everything was just a bit more, rugby just seems a lot more proper and like, it gets to a point where like, you don't need to be, especially in football, like, I feel as if people can get away with doing a lot more damage in football. Like they can just take you out, like a slide tackle. Like your legs, st- your legs and stuff are going to yeah. get broken. I think easier than potentially stuff getting broken in rugby, um, just because of like they can. Yeah. Just, uh, they can get. They can, I feel as if you can get away with a lot more stuff in football. When you said you were in in therapy, when you had that 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 moment, when you put it together, yeah. What was your internalization of those thoughts before that? Then, like, how did you? How did you process them from what happened? Did you just... I was just going to say, do you know what, mate? Like, I didn't, it, it might have only been until uni when I actually started to understand it. Because I, I, when, I when I went to uni, I was like, I thought a lot of things that happened to me as a kid were normal. And when I actually started speaking to other people, they were a bit like, oh, that shouldn't have happened. Oh, that's not normal. Like, things like that. And then I was like, oh, that's when I kind of realised that something might have, something different happened to me in my child that potentially other people have. But... When I've spoke to like a few mates of colour and stuff, I think everyone's been accustomed to it in different different forms, different varieties. But that was always quite weird for me because I was like quite often there was like one of the only I was the only Asian in the football team. Like we like there's like two or three of us in the rugby team. But I think yeah, it's I don't know, it's something like the cogs have been turning, but 
probably part and parcel of getting older as well. Understand it, I think. For quite a while, I was quite. I say embarrassed in my skin core. I was like, I was like you don't want to look different. I think he was a kid as well, and I'll never forget. Actually, I remember as in a, as in a science class at primary school, and then the teacher was like, "Oh, mesh, like I'm so jealous of your skin core." Like she could talk about all like the protection of like the sun and stuff, because she was like talking about that, and I was in my head, I was like, "Why are you jealous? Like, why is that matter?" Because because I like I've never used like suntan lotion. She's like she's like talking about all the the bad things of like from sunlight with that like, cancer and stuff and all that stuff and she's like mesh like i'm so jealous you got this and i was like well that's quite a small price to pay like i said i don't know i was like, I was like what I, was like, I was like i don't know about that but like but yeah obviously like i was like that's that was a bit of positive affirmation i was like oh why are you jealous of me because because i got dark skin because i got more protection yeah. i was like yeah i was like that's i don't really care about protection against the sun like you know I mean? i'm yeah, 11 yeah. years old but i think yeah it, ha- it happened quite a lot as a kid but the weirdest thing was it's like it still happened as an adult I remember at uni, it happened a few times where it actually happened once where I speak to like a girl in my course, blah, blah, blah. And then her housemate was pissed and he came up to him and was like, came up to him and was like, oh, why are you speaking to him? He's Asian. And I was like, what? And I, when you're like 18 and stuff, you actually, I feel as if that was a point where I could stand up for myself. Probably before then, I was like, I honestly didn't say anything. When that stuff happened, I just stayed quiet, like just kept myself out of the way. Then when I was in the university, I was like, I'm actually going to like start standing up for myself. I remember I like grabbed a t-shirt and I was like, what the fuck are you doing? And then his mates jumped in, fair enough. And then like slowed down and stuff. And then I think he was pissed and he said it again. And her mates were like, what the fuck are you doing? Like to that guy, I was like, go home. I'll never forget, like he sent me, the guy, I, never, I knew of him, sent me a massive text the next day, like with a massive apology. I was like, all right, mate, granted you can apology, but I was like, that means nothing to me. Like you do it in person if you've got balls. And during this weird where, you have those people you don't want to see, mate. I used to bump into him all the time. After that point, like for the next like two years, I'd bump into him like at Tesco's and stuff. And he he hundred percent knew like yeah, you know, he's obviously he's like he knows it, and like you see he's like clicked, but I was like, I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna speak to you. Like you fucking you're gonna make the apology, yeah? Like, but I think it happens a lot. It happens a lot when people are pissed. It happened a few times I was in Clapham. Um, like when I first moved to London, I remember I was at the kebab shop by like Clapham Common. And this guy was like mouthing off, like, because I was getting served. And he was like, why are you serving me names age, blah, blah, blah. And the guys behind the, 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 the thing were like, get out, mate. Like, get the fuck out. And what, what's massive, what has a massive impact is when, it's when that stuff happens, but other people do something. So I remember that point yeah. where this, there was another guy in the shop and after, obviously the guy, another guy in the shop, he came out and was like, mate, you are like, like that's, what, that's when you know it's like, it's a thing as well. And that's why it's so, I think it's great that now everyone's like, oh my God, like racist abuse. Oh, but I was like, I think a lot of people are naive to how much it's been apparent over the last few years. Like we said, it's just getting caught out. And like the whole, like, obviously Black Lives Matter thing, this is like a positive thing that's come out of it. But I think people are very naive to think it's like, it's a now thing. Like it's been a part of our society for so long. But now luckily stuff's like trying to stamp out. Yeah. It's kind of a backlash of like stuff that happens in society as well. Obviously, like 9-11 and like the London bombings in 2005. I remember when that happened. It's like everyone has like a, everyone has a real hate that Muslim people, but also like just brown people in general to an extent. And it's like that time where, you know, like there was all like all like the, the rucksack bombers and stuff. And there'd be loads of times in my head, they'd be like, I remember one time it was like a packed train at home. And like I moved my, there's a, there's a seat next to me and no one would sit next to you. And it's like sometimes, I know but that didn't happen once, it happened a few times. And sometimes it's like, it's that racial bias that I think everyone has. I think every, everyone has racial bias, but 
it's kind of up to them to try and squash it. But I think we all have like, I think in our heads we do have racial bias. I think everyone does. But it's a way of kind of like limiting the, 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 like, the impact that has on other people. I'm, yeah, I remember from even that, that kind of period, watching some old, like, in the way that kind of society, like, reaffirms those, like, prejudices. It's bad at me. I was watching, and, you know, those kind of comedy shows about literally that issue you were talking about, like, like watching out for someone with a rucksack if they, you know, if they, if they look Asian or got a turban on. And just like, if that's on, you know, BBC Two or whatever, Prime TV, just reaffirming those thoughts, then... Like you was like alluding to how you know it's people's education, isn't it? They don't get the right perspective on it from, and if if mainstream TV is is pushing those ideas as well, then you know that's yeah. how it's just. It's obviously been around, and that's not that long ago, is it? You know, that's five, ten years ago. But it's also so. like I don't know. I think sometimes, I think sometimes, sometimes people think like racism is quite subjective. How do, how do you feel about that when when you've been through, you know, the, what you had from from childhood, you know, your memories of of having that real physical abuse and, and spat on and something that's very unequivocally racist abuse, getting into these discussions now where it's becoming a lot more of kind of cultural interpretation and do you, do you think it's good that there's still a lot of heated discussion around that kind of example where it's not quite clear what the intention is or do you think it's detracting from the experiences that you've had and probably the experiences that a lot of other people have had not getting the, the focus it should or how do you, how do I'm you not, feel I'm not you know like, I'm not saying any of these things for sympathy I'm not like making the things that stuff like I'm not making the things up for sympathy I'm not here to I'm not trying to just tell my story I'm basically just telling the story about how how this stuff's like happened in the past. Like, I think this has been, this has impacted, I like to think every like person of color at some point. And like, they all, they all know that at some point they're going to get some sort of like racial abuse and stuff. But I don't think it's more a case of like educating people. So it doesn't happen in the future. Like it's a weird thing where if I'm fortunate to have kids in the future, would I want them to experience some racial abuse? You know what? Like, I might be hypocritical. No, I wouldn't be hypocritical here, but I like, I probably would want them to, to an extent in the sense of just to understand it. So like if they had like a little bit and then you could talk about it, because I never understood why. I never, and I wish someone when I was a kid was like, oh, by the way, mate, like that's because of that. And like, I know, I know it's a tough thing to hear as a kid, but I think I'd have appreciated that a lot more and understood it a lot more. Did you, did you talk to your parents about it? No, that's that the awesome thing. And, but then having said that, though, I think when I've got older, I spoke to my brothers and my parents that like they've, They've had it worse to an extent because it's because it was like older, you know what I mean? Like, like they they've had it worse because it was a bit, even less educated back then. Like my brothers, my older brothers, and like my parents and stuff. It's kind of like it just yeah. kind of get. That's what I'm saying. Like eventually, it's going to get. Hopefully, it'll get better. Where it just it's not really apparent. Um, but yeah, that that's a tough thing. But like, I think yeah, it's just it's kind of like it's like even all the black lives matter have kicked off. Like I was like fucking hell, like racial abuse for any race, whether it's whatever, it's just bad. Like, we should, they just stomp it out. Like, and it just kind of heightened all those feelings again, the Black Lives Matter, which I still think is a great movement. Like, some great stuff's come out of it. But I think it's just great in general that, because without that, we wouldn't be talking about the racial abuse that people at Hamilton got. But I think it's just, it's another 
it goes kind of goes back to those things where it's having those different conversations that people don't want, don't want to have. Like I never, I would never judge anyone or be naive. I've never naive to anyone or like if they ask me something about my religion stuff, I'll be like, it's like I don't eat beef, and they'd be like, oh, if they ask why I don't eat beef, like I just be like, oh, it's just part of religion. Like it's not, it's not a massive part, but like I think people, like we said before, like, people are very scared to, to ask those questions, which you'd be very surprised that people of colour are going to be happy to like answer. But then, yeah, for fear. Well, they won't ask you because for fear of sounding exactly. like they're bigoted or, yeah. Exactly, mate. Exactly. But that's, you're not going to learn then, are you? If you're not going to ask these tough questions, you're not going to learn. I guarantee every person of colour is not going to get offended if you ask the question in the right way in the sense of if you're actually like willing to learn and be inquisitive. Um, that's something that people, like, I think, think people are scared of, like, and that was like great when we had Larry on before because he he kind of reflected the same thing as well, where it's like you've got to people have to be willing to learn to kind of improve upon the situation. And that's why I know we spoke before, like everyone put those black boxes for Black Lives Matter. I was like, I, yeah. I really hope people have done more than that, like just educate them about different parts of culture. I still think it's it's getting there. Like I said, it's it's a gradual process, like racism's a global thing, like. It's going to be, it's going to be around for a lot longer. But it's just just calling stuff out. And just... I think I see. Yeah, I remember obviously from from the Larry chat when we were basically it probably been the first time I guess that we that Lawrence had been asked those kind of questions maybe for maybe for a long time, especially at you know a, a club predominantly white like the HAC probably wouldn't for whatever reason wouldn't ask about that either for the reasons we've just said where they don't want to bring up an uncomfortable subject, not for, not for mm. Lawrence, but for, you know, the white guy who, who's asking the questions to either look silly or look, you know, be perceived in the wrong way. But then maybe there's also, do you think the element that they, there weren't not so much that those stories weren't coming out, but they, they weren't the right channels weren't coming to make people aware of how bad the, the situation is or was I'm trying to think just from from my perspective on whether like how much I've seen obviously and I might be in a in a privileged position to have not seen as much as other people have seen and, and talk about it a lot more but I don't know how you think it is now compared to back you know back when you were growing I up I think it's, it's definitely better but I think it's kind of a case of yes or no I think the main reason why people of colour don't talk about racial abuse is because this this is my opinion here this I believe is they don't think that like, people believe them. I remember ages ago when I was a kid, like I said to my mates, like, just mate's sister. And then they were like, oh, are you sure? Like, it's always that thing of like, did you sure, are you sure you heard that? Are you sure that happened? And I was like, you know what I mean? And that puts the doubt in your mind. I was like, oh, well, yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. they, like, I'm pretty sure they said that. And that's the thing where I think now people actually, because people are like, oh shit, they, they've kind of, the eyes have been open to actually the amount of abuse there is out there. People actually like believe what they're saying. I'm like, I'm never ever. Why would I ever like? Why would people ever fabricate things like that? Like, think that's yeah. such a serious matter. Like, it's such a it's such an awful thing. Like, I don't get why. That's what when people are oh they they're lying. Like, they don't believe. Them. Like, they're the people who are not willing to learn and just just like hiding behind this blanket, cotton bubble, cotton wool behind their eyes. Like, they're not believing that's actually a problem. From um from a mental health perspective on your part, then it's almost like it's kind of like a form of gaslighting. Yeah, mate. 
some of it is a bit and then I so say like you're talking about the referee's dad who who saw it and you clearly remember that moment where I'm guessing it was it a white yeah, yeah, yeah. referee, white dad who who kind of like vindicated your feeling, yeah. I guess. And in a, and did it mean more than like an Asian man or someone saying it? Was it kind of like an affirmation that yeah, this is a problem yeah. that is that's happening? Do you well, that's, yeah, that's the thing. It's just kind of like it kind of yeah, it kind of stuck out because obviously the dad full full well knew what happened, but I was like a teenager then. I didn't really know. But it, it used to happen all the time. And I remember like, it happened all the time in football and then I literally just wouldn't want them to get the ball. So obviously for them, for them it worked because like I wasn't, well, we were taking the play like 10 men. Like I wasn't, didn't want the ball because I was like, they're just going to do something and like take me out. Like I don't need this. Like, But yeah, it was definitely an affirmation. But what the weirdest thing is, is like, if I, I don't mean this in like, this, this is like a personal thing as well, whereby like, I got all this stuff that happened to me in the past. There's, there's a, I was like a really good friend as a black friend and stuff. And I remember like, I was like joking around once at the pub with him. Um, and uh, and I don't think he took something well, but I didn't know that. And then I think one of his mates was like, oh, like, I think he thought that was a bit racist. But I was like, in my head, I was obviously I didn't say it, but I was like, that's nothing to what, that's nothing to what, I, I know you should never compare yourself, but that's nothing to what I received a lot of stuff. And I was like, oh mate, I'm so sorry, offended, blah, blah. But that was another thing where it's like, it's like when Larry said where, I think Larry's really good at it. I wish I kind of better where if something annoys you, like Larry will be like, oh, you can't say that. And people need that. People need that as well. I I probably don't do it as well as I should. Do you know if it actually annoys you and offends you? It's like, oh, quaff and I just like let it slide. But I still think in like a team environment, like sport will always be a part of my life. And like there are lines, like, don't get me wrong, like I'm all about bannering any team and stuff. And I, I take a lot more than yeah. I think a lot of other, other people would. But I think there are sometimes lines where if you don't stand up for yourself, then people are just going to keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing I think I've, I'm starting to get better at, but it, it hasn't happened for a yeah. long time, don't be real. And I guess what I was saying earlier, it's kind of a dangerous kind of thing to do to compare. Like you can, you can say on the one hand that maybe in some ways it's not as bad as, you know, like whenever the like 70s, 80s, 90s, whenever, but it's not helpful yeah, to point that out. So it doesn't because because it's not it's not the situation you're in at the moment. It, it's it might be true, but what's that got to do with the context of you know the society yeah. we're in at the moment? And so like you're saying that you know oh well I might let it slide because it's not as bad as something else I've seen or that I guess isn't gonna isn't gonna fix the the situation that you're in at at the moment. So, yeah, mate, that's 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 such a good point. That's so true. It's also like racism is racism. Like I know it happened in the past where it's like, oh, different races get different level of racism. But do you know, like, like stuff happens, like even like the coronavirus and there's those like Asian hate and stuff all over. Like loads of things, like, things happen and then a certain race will get, but it's like racism is racism. Like for any race, it's, it's awful. There's not like, there's not a level of different levels of race. Like racism is just awful in general, whatever race you're, like racism, like, homophobia like all that sort of thing I still think it's on a par like all that sort of stuff like it's just not acceptable it shouldn't be acceptable yeah and it kind of get I think it gets kind of segregated from other like forms of abuse sometimes I kind of get that feeling that it's kind of not it's not that it's a buzzword but it's kind of like oh I've seen racism online and I'm going to call it out and obviously that's that's the right thing to do and I'm not saying 
there should be less of that. There should be more of that going on. But I feel like there's almost like a line where it's just like, right, I've done my bit. Like I've, I've called it out now. I've done it. And because we're talking about mental health, right? Like we're talking about how it affects your mental health, Larry's mental health. It's, it doesn't always get um, perceived in that way, I don't think, as a mental health yeah. issue. And amongst other things, it's, it is definitely a mental health issue. And I remember, um, I keep sort of referring back to like Akala whenever, you know, as my kind of touchstone for, for, for certain experiences that he's had. And he, he talks very accurately about um, that moment where you kind of internalize your difference because it's assumed that I think from like, from white perspective, it's kind of assumed that, well, of course the difference is there, you know, like it's not, it's, yeah. it's not, um, you know, it's not like, it's not figured out in the same way by white people, maybe as, as it is by, by people of color. And they, they're the ones going through that experience of being different. If that's a word, it being, it being, yeah, yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? And, and it's not like, yeah. it's not like a natural, I think it's almost assumed that well, you're going to get to that stage where we're different and, yeah. and we kind of jump ahead and like, right, let's fix people who are abusing those who are different from them. But no one thinks about the process of that individuation process, maybe like you went through or whoever of having to deal with that themselves and like the, the, the turmoil of, cause you're, you're developing your own perception, perception of yourself as well in that, in that yeah. period. And I just think he just said it in such a way. I just, it made me think like, that's like the worst part of it is that it gets you from when you're from young. And it kind of, and it's yeah. hard to to deroute it from those thoughts when you're when you're young. It's um, it's not just a kind of adult issue. It's not just going on in football or in public spaces. It's it's someone's life that's being defined by that, which for yeah. me was just like a huge. I'd never thought of it in those in those depths before, like as a real mental health issue. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. It's like, yeah, it's weird. It's, you hit the nut on the head back to me, like, oh, like. As a white person, you can see that like, a person called is different, but like, especially me growing up, like, I didn't see myself as different. Yeah. I didn't like, you know, like, probably helped by the fact that all my mates were white and stuff at school. Like, yeah, I didn't, didn't see myself as different or anything until you got older. But there's loads of stuff now where it's like, I don't know, like, it's just like educating when they're young to an extent. But I saw like, it was quite, it's quite a sad thing, but like a parent sort of put on Twitter whereby he's like, he's got, he's got a black child and he was like, oh, like he saw the abuse that like Saka got and he was like, oh, I don't want to, he's an athlete, he's like, he loved football enough and he's like, oh, I don't want to play for England or play football if like I get that sort of abuse. Like what good am I going to get out of it? And it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, like I'm, I'm such a massive believer in like, if you go, like if you have multicultural friends, you're going to learn so much more. Like you get so much, even in companies and stuff as well, like everyone talks about how you have different, different opinions, different ideas, different like, race is different you'll get that with from different races and different religions or whatever race religions like sexualities genders like all, all that sort of things but i think you just need to be a lot more accommodating to and kind of like i said that like understanding the other side of the coin which like races like i said races and races but gonna i'm gonna get a different type of racism from my culture than like larry would do but racism is racism like full stop talking about the um the, the therapy and stuff that's happened recently and coming to that kind of conclusion, do you think it would have been a thing that happens on its own? Do you think you needed therapy and also the lockdown to, to really think back to that time? And had you been actively shutting it out as, or does it continuously 
does it come to you in like waves and stuff? Do you do you think about it? No, it's still it's still it's still yeah, it still definitely comes in waves and stuff. It still definitely comes like yeah, sometimes it comes in waves here and there. Have have you had because when you were saying when you were up obviously when you were playing back up near Bradford with your friends are all basically like pre-teens or whatever, so they're not they don't they they're not in a position to really stand up and do that. When you found people starting to stand up for you, like would you be now out of the HAC or whatever somewhere else? Have you thought has there been a time in the last like sort of five years or something where uh, you've been disappointed that someone hasn't come and no 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 honestly no I wouldn't say so mate I mean because but to be fair mate I try to think touch wood mate it's not honestly mate since I've been in London it's probably happened like two or three times if that like not a lot and both times that one time's in Clapham a couple times it's by myself so it's like it doesn't yeah. I wouldn't say, yeah, not massively, mate. Um, yeah, I try to think. No, the only time I kind of be really disappointed is like potentially was at school. Like that school, that generally I said that one rugby moment was basically we played it. We played a team in Nottingham, and there's me and two of the lads are Asian, and this one guy called our, our other mate. He called him called him a packy, and I remember he ran up to like a few plays later, and then like attacking him and stuff. And I was like, why'd you call him a packy, blah, blah blah? And he's, I think a parent was on the side, and was like. Was like, oh, he didn't call you a packy. I was like, I didn't say that because he thought I he thought I said to that guy that why you call me a packy. But I was like, I said, why'd you call my mate a packy? And then it all then it all like kicked off. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Then I'll never forget at the end of the game they didn't shake they what they didn't shake any of our three hands. So we was like, what the fuck? And I remember we went to change rooms and afterwards the coach like their coach and our coach got got those three lads whatever with us lot and they were like, oh, we didn't say anything. Like put our hands out. Like tried to get on this like high horse. And me and the two lads were like, we're not shaking your hands here. Like, we know, like, you've just, you know what I mean? Yeah, we know you said They're that. like trying to be on this like high horse, like, oh, we didn't do anything. Like, do you know what I mean? And we was like, fuck off. Like, but that's the, that's the only thing. It's like, because it's like a voice against another voice. It's like, and then that, that parent was like, because the parent just misheard. Like, but yeah, it's just, that's why it's tough, mate. It's like, even the, you know, like Glenn Kamari, that guy, the Rangers, fat, like, the guy got done. Slavia Prague got like eight games, whatever. Like that's it though. It's literally like yeah, yeah. it only takes a few people to hear it. Like that's because it's so hard to fucking. If someone say you're having a rugby, like say if it was some guy said to me and you, like it's literally dependent on what me and you heard. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's so, that's that's why I think it's so hard to fucking manage sometimes. Yeah, it's almost oh, easier yeah, on Twitter yeah, yeah. to you can you can get it straight away, but. It's uh, it's calling it out when it when you see it and like you were talking about is earlier just having the confidence yeah. to just do it be the first one be the first one straight away to get in there and more times than not every, other people around you will follow oh, your mate, example yeah I think now I think now yeah hundred percent yeah yeah for sure yeah for sure now definitely people will but it's interesting that when you were up playing like the one guy called it. And maybe there was no one else around who saw it, or maybe there were, and they just yeah. just didn't do anything about it. That's the thing. It's just yeah, quite like I said, quite quite often someone will say it, but they won't they won't say it with people around. So it'll just be like it'll be a one on one. So it'll just be like that, and then all the man like whispering stuff and so on, whatever. But now now you just laugh it off, mate. The best thing to do, mate. That's what I learned. That's what I learned playing men's rugby was like it was like if anyone was saying it, just fuck it. 
laughter is the best medicine because they just get more wound up. You know what I mean? Because it's just, it's just yeah. a statement of them, isn't it? If they're, if they, they're giving like race boosts, that's like a statement of what they're like as a person. They've got some shit they've got to sort out. Not me. Yeah, that's true. So, triple threat round, flip a coin. The loser got to do it with a song, a story, or a joke. Okay, let's do it. Oh, I'll see you. Control factor on you, mate. I'll go heads. Oh, it's heads. <laughs> so, what are you going for? Got a joke, got a joke. Uh, you, you can decide. Is it a joke? So, you, uh, want de- you want me to decide for what you're going to do? It's, either, it's, a, it's a joke or a, or a sad story, but basically, uh, I don't know if I told you, mate, I, uh, I broke up with my girlfriend, Lorraine, because I've seen another girl named Claire Lee. But the good news is I can see Claire Lee now Lorraine has gone. <laughs> Claire, Claire Dash Lee is the name of the Claire girl. Dash Lee. Claire yeah, that, that really common name, Claire Lee. Yeah, no, there's, Lee. Yeah, there's loads of them about. And then Lorraine, Lorraine Kelly. But, uh, <laughs> Lorraine Kelly, <laughs> Classy, classy woman. Yeah. Well, you got Lorraine now. I've got Lorraine. Lovely lady. Please follow and share us on Instagram and Twitter at All Chats Pod with a space.